This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, and with us, Chris Strong running the board. Remember, Mike is out on vacation. What he's, happened? He's, you know, you've seen the videos. He's skiing and snowboarding. You call that skiing? Look. He's attempting he's, to ski. He's doing his best. He's trying really hard. Okay. He, you know what? He says that all the time. Well, they did their best. Yeah. And that's what Mike is doing. He is trying to accomplish his best skiing. Now, here's a group that is not doing their best. If you can go and fire off cut number three, I'm not trying to start an argument here, Corey. I'm trying to have a dialogue. Seriously, though, why are the Cowboys so bad on the road this season? They're not tough enough. Second down and goal. And they're going to try a tush-push lineup. And in they go. Josh Allen walks it in, and it's about to be 21-3. It would be 21-3. And then eventually it would be 31-3. Yeah. And then, but we only lost 31-10, to 10, so moral victory. Yeah, and I, I, my theory is that they're not tough enough. The teams that they've lost to on the road decided that day they were going to be tougher. They were going to try harder. And that's that's one of the things that I think is a huge factor. I think it's it takes a mentality to be a bully team and say, we're walking into your house and we want to hear your crowd shut up today. Okay. And, and I don't know that this team... It felt like when Dak started playing for the Cowboys, go back and look at his road record early on. It felt like it was fantastic. Yes. And he used to talk about that all the time, about how how much he enjoyed hearing their crowd be quiet. And this team, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's mentality that needs to start with McCarthy or if somebody you know within the locker room has to do it, but they just don't have a we're going to be the bully today mentality. I'm really glad that you brought up McCarthy because I was hoping, I went back and did the research as requested. I would ho- I was hoping there might be like a clear line and like maybe when McCarthy got here, they started struggling on the road or once they started making the playoffs, then they did whatever. That's not the case at all. So this is the third straight year the Cowboys have made the playoffs, right? The first year in this current streak they made the playoffs, 2021, five and three at home, seven and two on the road. All right. Last two years, 15 and one at home, seven and eight on the road. Now there's a decent shot that they end up finishing 12 and five again. I know the the dream is still for 13 and four, but. It feels like there's a decent shot. They go 12 and 5. So let's say 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 12 and 5, or even 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 13 and 4. And they go from 7 and 2 on the road in that first run to 7 and 8 in the last two seasons. And what's been remarkable is they also went from 5 and 3 at home to 15 and 1 at home. I get it. Yeah. You're going to have a better home record than road record. Usually, you see that all throughout sports. Maybe hockey is a little bit of an outlier compared to the other ones, but. 
That is an astonishing difference. And so you've got toughness at the top of your list for reasons for the gap. Yeah, that, that's the number one thing for me because in each one of these games, it's felt like, I mean, I, I go back to San Francisco. That's where it's really started for us, right? Uh, well, I guess Arizona was the first one that we were like, man, you're just getting beat up today. They took Mike out of the game. And that that's where I think the attitude and, and the the everything about this team, the heart of this team is Micah's play. And whenever he looks like, hey, I'm not getting to the quarterback today, so I'm just gonna kinda jog around. It gets frustrating. And I'm not I'm not I'm not accusing him of him doing that at home or all of the time. But whenever in these losses, Kevin, I think there's been a big distinction and you can see it in the play where it kind of feels that way. And so if your best players are have, all having bad days, if all of your best players are having those moments where they just kind of look loppy, uh, then that's what's good. What what's was that word you just used? I was going to say lopsided, but okay. loppy's, what do you think loppy is? Have you ever heard it before? Is it a word? Yeah, I could see something that is not only lopsided, but also sloppy in its lopsidedness. Uh, limp, hanging, hanging loosely or limp is what loppy okay. means. All so right. yeah, that's kind of what I feel about them. <laughs> But you already knew that, and that's why you use the word, and you just need to educate yeah, us. Absolutely. Got it. All right. But the, I guess number two, number two thing I would probably put is uh, irresponsible game plans because or no backup game plan The because the whatever happened in San Francisco, I'm just going to clearly chalk that up to they came out and whooped your ass. Sure. With Arizona, they were doing something specific, and I don't know if they – had any other plan other than what they were going to do and they did it and executed it well and you never were able to adjust to it so they said all right well you know we're we can't beat them today and game plan never went to plan b of what here's how we're going to stop that or combat what they're doing to us and same thing happened in buffalo offensively you didn't combat the fact that they were like we'll leave the middle of the field wide open we're not going to let you do these other things deep and take advantage of that and Mike McCarthy didn't call the plays necessary to get the yardage to keep drives alive in the short passing game, something I thought they could do. And on the defensive side, they ran the same play three times in a row on you, and you couldn't stop it. So what was the what was the adjustment there? So that would be the, the two things that I have that I think are their biggest problems and factors. If, Corey, if somebody sends in a text that is – spectacularly wrong uh -huh. do you think we should go ahead and highlight it real quick if depending on how spectacularly wrong it is okay which one is it from the 214 they are not struggling on the road 20 teams have four or more road losses only one is undefeated at home and that is the cowboys okay well that 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 is true. No, it's they're not. The, they're not they're not the they're not the only undefeated team. No, that part is okay. That part is correct. The other part that is spectacularly inaccurate is there's eleven. There are eleven teams in the NFL that have four or more road losses. Okay. All right. That so you're way off about that. Now, let's dive a little bit further into the numbers right there. They don't struggle at home. I mean on the road. Obviously, they don't struggle at home. They're amazing at home. All right. That is spectacularly wrong as well. I, I at least need us to all be on the same page that they struggle on the road. And I get it. You played Philly both on at home and on the road. But you played San Francisco and Buffalo on the road. That's an inherently a tougher schedule. I understand that. But take a look at some of these differences. Do you want to start with the team as a whole or go Dak? Uh, team as a whole first. Okay. 
Team as a whole, point differential, when at home, plus 171. Whew. On the Is road, that yes, that's historically good. On the road, minus four. And I get it. So that, and, and just to be clear here, that is points scored versus points against. Correct. Okay. Correct. Thank you for that. They have not scored minus four My, points on minus the road. Four. That, that's a good point. But so again, I realize San Francisco and Buffalo are part of that road package that are not part of that home package. That does not make up the 175 point difference. Now, let's go to Dak specifically at home versus on the road. Completion percentage at home, 74. That is astonishing. Completion percentage on the road, 63.2. All right, his yards per game, 216 on the road, 303 at home. In turnover ratio, eight touchdowns versus five interceptions on the road for Dak versus 20 touchdowns and two interceptions at home, which again, much like the completion percentage, that is amazing. That A 10 to one touchdown to interception ratio is absolutely incredible. And his QBR drops from 122.5 at home to 84.2 on the road. So we just all need to at least be on the same page that this is a different team on the road than they are at home. And if you don't think that's right, I don't know what to tell but you. But here's the, here's the other thing is I also think that's correctable. Okay. So that's, and that's the reason where. Even the toughness part? So one of the concerns I have about that is I don't think you have the physical size because you're running out so many safeties. I don't okay. think you have the physical size at linebacker to be bullies the way that you really want to be. Um, I do think that a consistent mentality, uh, a rallying, I don't know what it is. I really don't know exactly how you get everybody there. But I also know it's tough to do that for 17 straight games and be that physical of a team and it not take its toll on you. Staying healthy from here on for the rest of the season might be the most important thing for the Cowboys. Am I wrong? Like, I know you want home field and everything, but wouldn't you rather have all of our guys healthy going into the playoffs? Yes, Rather than, you know what? We were able to do it, and we we lost three of our most important. We lost Tyron and Micah and CD as we were going down the stretch. That would be very tough on this team to make up that in the playoffs. But I do think that at some point you can make the decision of this wasn't good enough and we have to be better. How are we going to do this? Maybe it takes a a team to have the conversation with the Rangers. It was just being on the road for 700 days straight. Like that was all they needed to galvanize their team. So maybe it's going to be something. Maybe somebody puts out that corkboard material and that turns that turns the switch on for them. But I, I do think they're a little light still, uh, and I think they need to they need to find that place, that motivation to be the big dog. If they're going to be the Lions, if they're going to be a pack of Lions, then they really have to be that, man. And then the question came along to go. Somebody says that it's not because of their country club facilities. And <laughs> I was like, well, I mean. But, but wouldn't you everybody think has that really would make nice them facilities. soft at home too? <laughs> yeah, maybe like, so. Uh, I hear you. I'm not here to argue that, like, when we talk about what a beautiful art museum we have for our football stadium, that that's, like, maybe not the number one thing that you want. But wouldn't you think they would be soft at home, too? Yeah. They've been an unstoppable juggernaut. I know people are like, you can't beat San Francisco. I think the Cowboys might be able to beat San Francisco at home. 
Now, they're not going to get that opportunity, clearly, because in the playoffs, they would have to go on the road. This team is so shockingly different to me. And I know we had this conversation with, and it's okay if people disagree with me. I'm totally fine about that. Is we had a conversation with Mickey, I want to say on Monday, is he said that the outcome of the Buffalo game would have happened at home or on the road. I just fundamentally do not agree with and that. And that's okay to disagree with. Sure, it. for sure. Like, I think I think if if what he's saying, and this is a lot of like our our differences on the Greg Olson thing too. What he's saying is, for sure. if they executed the game plan they were executing, and the Cowboys did exactly what they were doing too, there was nothing going to stop what yeah. Buffalo was doing against the Cowboys. Just why couldn't they do that in Dallas? Like, why is it that Dallas is like you're not doing that here? And, and I, is it because opponents are opponents weaker that the Cowboys have played? I mean, okay. Kevin, you're the one that's all knowledgeable on strength of victory. Actually, that is true. And remember, here's the key thing that you need to know on strength of victory. With three weeks to go, the Cowboys tra- trail the Eagles by five in the win column. You need to root against the Vikings, Bucks, Chiefs, Bills, and Cardinals. And you need to root for the Lions, Panthers, Chargers, Seahawks, and Jets. Assuming both teams went out. If those teams can win six more games than the first column I gave you, you will win strength of victory. You're just going to have to take my word on it. But can I point out a game that you have brought up quite a bit that is not a high-level opponent that is another example of the road struggles is the Cardinals. You beat the Cardinals at home by 30 points. I, I don't know why. I can't explain it, and that's what I've been trying to figure out is you lost that game, and they were in control for most of that game. I just don't think there's anything like that that would conceivably happen in a home game. And I can't wrap my mind around it because it's the same personnel, same theoretical goal, game plan. I just don't understand it. From the uh, from the 214, this team is all bark and no bite. And they say it starts with Micah. And Kevin, I told you last year, I I thought the heart, I thought the guy, the mentality I wanted my team to be was Micah. And there is this relentless pursuit of everything, and he never stops, never slows down. And that's where I'm kind of questioning that right now is I'm like, I I know what you're capable of. Why why isn't it there every day? And if he's like, look, man, we're going to lose four games a year. You're going to have to deal with that. Then I'll say, you know what? All right, thanks. I appreciate that. We'll move on from that. I'll take 13 and four every single year. But whenever whenever it comes to y'all talked so much trash. Right. Week five is the only thing that matters. Week five, this San Francisco, this week five, it's circled on our calendars. They talk so much trash. And when they showed up, they looked stunned. And that's where I'm like, that's where I question the toughness factor is if you're going to talk that you have to show up as the better team. What you did was you talked it and then they showed up and knocked you out. And can I tell you just for me, that's why this Dolphins game is so important. I, I realize the importance that it has in the standings. Like, I think anybody can figure that out. And, Corey, what you said yesterday is right. You lose the Dolphins game, you're still going to make the playoffs, and you're not just going to give up. Yeah. But in my mind, well, good thing I don't have to play in the game. In my mind, it would really hurt that I would look at the slate of quality opponents on the road and be like, Eagles lost, Bills lost, Dolphins lost. That doesn't mean your season's over. It just, for me, would be a big hit to the confidence. 
if they couldn't get that road win against Miami. But on the flip side, if they do, not only does that keep you alive to win the division, to take the number two seed, but you can say, I went on the road and I beat a quality opponent. So what else you got? Yeah. And now again, that doesn't help you the next week. That's true. I mean, in reality, other than mentally. And we've talked about, and you know, I've used this. I know Broadus uses this term, but Kevin, I used this when we were talking about the Mavs in uh in 2011 when they were on their run to their championship you got to know things you can hang your hat on you have to know that things that you're like if anything else fails i can do this toughness is something that is all about you has nothing to do with design nothing to do with anything else being tougher than the opponent is all about the way you show up that day you know what i would love then in that case i would love a run play in the first series by the dolphins where micah parsons knocks someone on their ass not a quarterback, not a pass rush, not a pressure. I want to see a run play go in his direction, and he knocks somebody yeah, down. Yeah, he gets the he finds the gap and puts it right on him. I would love that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, how about some NFL overreaction or not right here on The Fan? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Ravens at the 16-yard line. Lamar wants to throw. Lops to the end zone looking for his man. He's got him. Isaiah Likely. Touchdown, Ravens. And John Simpson should be the first one over there to hug Likely because he just got him out of the doghouse. Yeah, and he should be hugging Lamar. See, Corey, that's not a 49ers highlight. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan where, yes, I did already apologize to Atolo this morning for my lack of reading comprehension. I will try to get better. Now do it on air. Yeah, I apologize for my lack of reading comprehension. I will try to do better. Truckwreck.com, text line 877-881-1053. Better. Is NFL overreaction or reality? Chris, you can feel free to participate in this as well. Arthur Smith should be fired as the Falcons head coach. I know Carter's going to give a big thumbs up on that, but... The Falcons owner is like, hey, let's just wait and see how the season plays out. Which it feels like is not necessarily the best endorsement in the world. Is this his third year now with them or his second year? It is his third year, okay. and he is 20 and 28, 
and they've never won more than seven games in the NFC South. I think that's what kills him it, from a job perspective. Is they're such a terrible kills him from like I, I just, just I I don't want anyone to be like killing. Okay. It's not funny, and I'm not joking about that. Yeah, is they're in a terrible division, and I think being incapable of winning more than seven games so far is what's gonna take him down. The here's the problem is that he wanted to build this team as a run first Tennessee Titans type team, and a that's not necessarily the NFL. But he does have B. John Robinson, the, the player capable of doing that. But he has this vision for it. Now, whatever new coach you decide to bring in comes along with all sorts of different, like, will right. he have a completely, he's got a shed talent. You might look be looking at two to three more years of mediocrity. Now, or it could flip and turn with just the right person. I mean, even Mike McCarthy didn't do great his first year. So, I I get it. He's been trying to build something. He's not very good at it. I I thought he was really good at running the ball, and he proved he was with Cordero Patterson. He was like, "Look, I just need a big back," because because I do know that Car- our Carter was like, "Yeah," but he had Derrick Henry, and I'm like, "All right, I forgot about Cordero Patterson being a awesome running back one year, pseudo back, yeah." Right. I, I don't think this is an overreaction at all. Um, unfortunately, I did watch a bit of that Panthers. Falcons game and anyone why? who watched that game I don't know I just felt like because red it, zone it was, forced me to yeah it was in solidarity with the 5,000 fans out there <laughs> like just in the rain okay. so all right anyone who watched that game and thinks this is an overreaction come on get out of here I, I truly believe that giving a new coach a couple weeks before the end of the season could could bear fruit for this team uh, give, giving a bit of a trans- transition time uh, where this coach can can really get some leadership in the in the locker room before the offseason. Uh, that would benefit this team. NFL overreaction or not, perhaps most controversial question I will ask in this segment. Overreaction or reality, just changed the name of the segment. The Cowboys winning streak was simply a product of their schedule. Um... Okay. Oh no. I mean they're, they're listen, they're a good they're a good team. They're a really good football team. Uh and they played a lot of really bad football teams in that stretch. I guess the winning over Philadelphia is but look at Philadelphia right now. Yeah. So they got them at the right time. Hey, they beat Seattle. It's a big game. I, no, no that, I'm not lying. That's an important one that they won. Uh cuz that game like they could have they could have very well lost that game. So, but I will say for the most part, yeah, their their schedule lent itself to a good run, and then they ran into a team that is trying to like make a comeback right now, and they got to figure themselves out against another really good team. Chris, what say you? Because I, yeah. some of the teams they beat along the way, like the Giants and Panthers, at the time had a combined. Or now have a combined seven and twenty-one record, and they beat them eighty-two to twenty-seven. There's another team to throw in the mix there. What do you? What say you? Hey, I'm in full agreement with Corey here. I, I feel that even going into the Eagles game, I don't think we would have won that game if we didn't have the confidence of the several weeks before that, just annihilating opponents. So I, I, th- I do think it was a product of the teams we played, and and that's not discounting that Eagles win either. Now, the Cowboys will definitely have an impact on this one way or another. Overreaction or reality, the Baltimore Ravens will remain 
the number one seed in the AFC going into the playoffs. Bonus question. It should, in fact, be Lamar Jackson and not Brock Purdy, who is the favorite for MVP. Um, Double overreaction. I would, I would take, I would take CMC over all of them at this point. Okay, uh, but I know it's a quarterback uh, award, so <laughs> the NFL decided that in the last ten years, I guess. <laughs> the uh, but uh, I need to look at the standings real quick, Kevin, okay. because I do believe that Baltimore has they have San Francisco, San Francisco, and, Miami, and that could be a big factor. Yeah, we're in Miami. Miami, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Dolphins are on their tail as well. Just a game uh, behind. So I, I I think I would pick the Dolphins at this point with that 49ers that one right game. Out of his blowhole. I like that, man. That's good. Um He's got fits. I like it. The uh I think, yeah, the Ravens do finish as the number one team in the AFC. Because the Dolphins will lose what to the to somebody. Uh somebody. Say the Cowboys. That's an uncommon opponent, dude. I don't, and they can run the ball. And then the I think the Ravens could lose to San Francisco. I agree with the four six nine. All of y'all are Judases. I was hoping that you guys would support this. Now, Corey, yesterday you got accused of being a homer. Now you're a Judas to the Dallas Cowboys. So Okay. Need you to figure this out. Well, I, here's what I'll say. I have to be authentic to myself. If you oh want me to God. do fake radio. I mean, you could just watch ESPN TV and you'll be all right. Oh, my want, goodness. If you want authentic radio, I'm just going to be myself, and so is Kevin, and so is Chris Strong. And would you ever want Mike to be any different than Mike, y'all? I, I mean, come on. I do not believe he can be for a prolonged <laughs> period of time. All right, what about from a bonus question? We've established, you said CMC, Lamar Jackson should, in fact, be the favorite for MVP. Overreaction or reality? I think that's an overreaction. I like Brock Purdy. I think that what the 49ers have here is special. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is a glorified running back. Uh, so I have to go Brock Purdy here. Oh, wow. You. So this is how it's going to be. He's not a fan on, now. He is not a fan of you, Chris. He loves Lamar Jackson. What is the primary job of a quarterback? It's to throw the ball. Wrong. It is to move your team down the field and score points. How you move your team down the field, not relevant. Oh, then Josh Allen's the MVP. Well, he scored the we most go. points without turning the ball over. Hey, you I, didn't say that. You did not say that. I wasn't done. The turnovers don't matter if you score I, the most points. Hey, in my fantasy league, sure, because I'll take those touchdowns versus the interception from a score perspective every single day. I actually don't think Lamar Jackson should be the favorite for the MVP either. I think he should be number two. But I don't like, I understand why people say it. I, I'm not a fan of the glorified running back. He now has a higher completion percentage than he did his second year when he was a unanimous MVP. He's throwing 7.7 per attempt. That is very good. Oh, now, what's Brock Purdy throwing? You look. We'll get to Brock Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy is 2.1 or 2.2 higher than that. Brock Purdy is throwing at an unbelievable rate. That's why I don't dispute that he should be the favorite for the MVP. All right, let's go from that to another quarterback. And I actually want to ask Sean Merriman this at 1220. Justin Herbert will never make an all-pro team or get a single vote for MVP. Cool. Wins are important to MVP. Like, that is true. That is a that is for a sure. huge factor. 
and at the moment his team can't win football games and he is he is just as much to blame as his defense is to blame as his coaching staff he's got a lot of that blame to go around with him i think the dude has all the talent in the world all the ability it just is not coming together so until he finds that coach the one that can organize it until he gets like a dable uh i think he's going to be in a bad position I really like Bill Belichick coming over to the Chargers. And I think if Because he's they get, done such wonders with the quarterbacks in New yeah, England. Yeah, but I, Justin Herbert is different from freaking mid-Jones over there. So I, I really think if they can get Bel- Belichick, sorry, I'm being a hater of this segment. But yeah, if are. they could get Bill Bill Belichick over there, I think he, he is still MVP-level talent with the right coach. Interesting, interesting. And Tua still belongs in that conversation, dude. So, so Justin Herbert, though, is a juggernaut of quarterback awesomeness. Just a quick note for you right there. Lamar Jackson's completion percentage this season is, in fact, higher than Justin Herbert. His yards per attempt are, in fact, also higher than Justin Herbert. Just a quick note for you there. All right, let's go from that. That's right. I'm ready. The Where is yards? Don't worry. I'm trying to find. Hold on. No, no. How many, where, is, where does he rank in yards? Who are you asking? Lamar. Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert are next to one another. Oh, I was just looking. Okay, so he's 15th. And Herbert is 14th. And per, Purdy and Tua are second? first and second. Yeah. <laughs> Purdy is amazing. I, I'll, I'll mention the stat again later. He's second in the, yard, in the league in passing yards. He's 30th in attempts. God. Think about that. Efficiency. That is bananas. Yeah. No, I definitely see now, that. He's now, the question, somebody did ask the question, Kevin, couldn't that team function without him? And Which team? The, the Niners. Oh, the 49. I mean, they, I don't think the Ravens can function without Lamar. The Niners Jackson. did lose in the playoffs to the Eagles last year without him. Now, did they have to go to Josh Johnson? Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> I, I still think you need a reasonable quarterback. Purdy makes fantastic decisions with the ball. That's like that's been his mo since he got since he came up. NFL overreaction or reality? The Los Angeles Rams are gonna make the playoffs. I will admit this is a team much like the Broncos that I wrote off very early Me in too. the season. Before the season, I thought they were gonna be garbage, and yet here we are. Um, technically, right now they would make the playoffs. I realize the next three games obviously influence a lot of that it'll be a tough one at home against the saints T- saints defense is good uh their offense is weird uh but it's going to be a tough uh, a, a tough good, game at home but i think they can win that i think they can take the giants and then it comes down to do the niners need that game to end the season yeah don't and, know. i mean like do they really need to win the game do they, are they like oh we've already locked up first place we're good we'll we're right. just running out everybody else so, I mean, the Rams definitely could do it At, with 10 wins. Wow. I, I, I'd say if it weren't 49ers bringing it up the end of the schedule, I, I'd say they could do it. But I, I think they're going to get to that point. They could certainly win these next two games and, and have a shot at it in the final week. But 49ers, man, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, this last one is a broad question. So you can interpret it however you want. I don't know if you can use that word, Kevin. <laughs> Not Never mind. I'm not going to answer the rest of that. Now, this particular individual lost one of his biggest supporters in Mike Bassick. So my question is, NFL overreaction or reality, Trevor Lawrence ain't it. 
That's up for your own interpretation how you want to describe that. I can give you stats if you would like. Let's hear them. All right. His touchdown percentage has dropped from 4.3 to 3.7%. His passer rating has dropped by almost five points. His interception percentage ratio has gone from 1.4 to 2. So we all loved the jump from, what did he call it, Fingers Magoo as his coach in the first year to a great last year. But I think the natural assumption was you would see another, maybe not identical jump, but another jump this year. And you have not seen a jump at all. Yeah, and that's disappointing because uh, there's still moments where you're like, dude, can he can he even make that throw anymore? And all the things that you saw in college – Maybe that was he maxed out in college, you know, and there's nowhere else for him to go with with his skills in the NFL. It's just too tough for him to see it now. Uh, he has some pretty interesting receiving options, uh, and I just I don't love their game. I don't love their game at all. And I'm not saying he's terrible or anything, but like he was going to be the dude. Yeah. So you say not it. <sighs> I'm not ready to give up on him. Okay. But he is he doesn't look like it right now. I agree on that. I, I, I can't give up on him, but it's not like the O line is terrible in Jackson in Jacksonville. They've they've only given up uh, thirty four sacks this season, which is middle of the pack. It would be one thing if the O line weren't protecting him at all, but he has a decent O line and still not performing great. So I'm I'm one give him one more season and I'll have an answer for you on that. Corey, you did a great job as always. Chris, you did mostly a great job, except for that one part. We're the KNC <laughs> Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Baseball Buckets with Corey Majors. Let's talk about one very key piece to this team that could be on the move. Next in The Fan. The pitch is on the way, and Tavares hits it deep to right field. Back goes Tucker. He turns, he looks, and that ball is history. There's the first postseason home run for Laoti Tavares. It gives the Rangers a 2-0 lead. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan, not related to the segment we're about to do, but Corey and I were just having an off-air conversation about mental health, NamiNorthTexas.org. If you are interested or you've been thinking about it and you just need somebody to give you that little nudge to go do something about it today. I just had Talking Doctor yesterday. So NamiNorthTexas.org has a lot of great, great programs, and you don't have to do them in person either, which I know is a big deal for a lot of folks. The um, uh, Let me add something sure. to that, Kevin, because this is a time of year that can get very lonely for people. True. Uh, so that's, you know, I think that's a huge factor. Loneliness is, I mean, loneliness, finances, relationships, those are all big factors in what, you know, where people land with, uh, with their depression or what they're dealing with. And so this time of year, I mean, I, I know it because I know it's different, but my parents split up right after I graduated high school, like two months after right. I graduated high school. And I had to relearn the holidays. Like I, everything's different now. You know, go, you go, I got three different families to go to now uh, in that my in-laws as well. But that at, a, at 18 years old is really difficult to deal with and learn how to get over. Sure. And so, you know, sometimes I would just be like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to stay home alone. And that's not, and I'm not saying it's not the best thing for you, but don't, don't make yourself feel lonely. Uh, get the, you know, reach out to somebody and NAMI North Texas is a great, great place to start. Now, and by the way, sorry, I don't mean to be cutting in your time here. If, you want to reach out to us via social media 
or on the fan text. We've been through this many times. I brought somebody to church with me and my wife a couple of years ago. Is if you need don't have anybody to talk to, you feel like you need somebody to talk to, reach out and we will do our best to bridge that gap for you. Now, baseball nuggets. Thank you, Kevin. Did you see Jeter is going to wear pinstripes? What? Jeter Downs uh, is now with the Yankees. Okay. Um, and so he was named after Derek Jeter. And they uh, claimed him on waivers from the Nationals yesterday. So. Just, that just makes sense, right? It's weird. Like, I, don't I don't know. I don't even know if, that, if he's going to be any good, but that just makes sense. Yeah, there's more to know about him Yeah, as a player. Uh, he's 25-year-old, uh, spent most of the season in the minors, batting 222 with three homers, 20 RSBI, 11 steals in 60 games with AAA Rochester. Okay. Over two major league seasons with the Red Sox and Nationals, he hit 182 with a home run and five RSBI in 20 career games. So just because your name's Jeter right. doesn't mean you're any good. But the Yankees intend to change that. And shouldn't they have named him Derek? Or is that too basic of a first name? Yeah, I mean, Jeter's kind of a cool name, dude. You're walking around. Who is that, Jeter? What? Jeter. Okay. If you were Derek, they'd be like, Holland? That's fair. That's the first Derek I think of whenever I hear the name Derek. 877-881-1053. Are you the same? Stop it. No, I'm dead serious, dude. Like, what's the first name you think of whenever you hear Derek? I guess when I was a kid, it would have been Derek Thomas because he was awesome. That's true. Or Derek Kennard. I think Carr is the only other that I can. And I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about Derek Holland before Derek Carr. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, now I think about Derek Lively. Oh, yeah. And then that makes me think about Blake Lively. Stay focused. All right, guys. So I'm, one of the things <laughs> one of the, the things that we have been waiting on is for the Rangers to make a move. And, I, Kevin, I know we have a conversation about uh, Diamond Sports Group and Amazon and everything as well to, yes. to dive into. But the one of the reasons, aside from that, I think that's a huge factor in why the Rangers haven't made a move yet because they don't know where their money's going to be. And they're like, well, we'll just kind of sit back and wait for that to play out and see if we can make some under-the-radar moves while we're doing it. One of the other things that could be a big factor is other teams are also dealing with their money situations and trying to figure that yep. out. So maybe the Rangers are just sitting back saying, look, we want to make a couple trades to make this roster even better. I know it was a World Series winning roster because we won the whole damn thing. But can are they looking further down the road and saying we have some things that we could make happen? Now, my big question to you is, are you willing to go into the season, go into the season with two rookies in the outfield? Because we're all excited about Wyatt Langford. And I I think Evan Carter is here to stay. He's yeah. not nothing's changing there. He he won a World Series. He was a key contributor to it. Even to the point where there was a left hander on the mound and Boach was like, I don't even care. Put him back out there. So that's happened. Are you willing to say, I it doesn't matter. We saw enough of Wyatt Langford. Let's go ahead and move on because the name would be Leody Tavares. I, they would be looking to trade. So the issue with 
and I'm not saying this is definitely going to be an issue, is let's start with Evan Carter. Because I know the logical argument is going to be, well, what's going to happen pressure-wise that's going to get to Evan Carter? Remember, Nothing. he was like, oh, we're going to be in the World Series. How tough is that? It's baseball. It's fun. Yes. And you're like, yeah, okay, so he's fine. Is, he looked like he was having yeah, fun. So I'm not concerned about his talent ability. I'm not concerned about his ability under pressure whatsoever. What I would be concerned about is not the talent or the pressure is now you're putting two players as two thirds of your outfield to play 162 games that have never done it. Exactly. Before. And that is a massive step up, especially for Langford coming from the college season. And I realize nobody like except for Simeon really plays 162 games, but that that feels like a lot. I can live with the scenario where you see White Langford in like May or June. But if there's something available for Leody that you can make a move on, then let's give it a shot. The talent is no question there. Now Leody was a hero for you in Game Two of the ALCS. He hit. I'm sorry, Game One of the ALCS. He hit a home run in that game. And they won two to nothing in that game. And I think there was an, I think uh, Jonah may have hit another one late in the game. It didn't matter. Like that was the game winner right there. You beat Houston there. Uh, And he had, let's see, he had two hits, three hits. He had five hits. And all of a sudden, Kevin, the last game against Houston, all the way through the World Series, Leody Tavares was hitless. Right. And this guy, there are stretches through seasons where he'll hit damn near 400 the whole time and then go into a, a 0.085 you know, stretch. And you're like, what happened? He, he is fast. He plays, I think, a really good outfield, except for he doesn't dive headfirst. Sometimes he takes curious angles to the ball. And yes, he does take some curious angles to, in the outfield to the baseball. He has a fantastic arm. And when it comes to assists, the benefit of having him and Adolis Garcia in the outfield is fantastic. Because, I mean, Adol- don't get me wrong. Adolis Garcia's arm is, that's, one, that's one of the reasons you're probably going to be paying him soon. Yep. Uh, but, you know, Leody Tavares in center field is, that's a that's a bonus to have that type of arm out there for put out. So, I, I know he was part of this roster. But my big my big factor is definitely questioning whether or not I'm willing to have two. I'm I'm more willing right now to say my starting outfield is Evan Carter in left field, Leody in center, Adolis Garcia, Wyatt Langford is on your bench, and okay. I'll find places for him to play. He is an athlete. Okay, so you would still have him in the lineup more often than not. He's getting Just, spring. Okay. He's getting spring to prove that what we saw uh, during fall ball here was real. All right, so he's going to get the spring training to prove that he's he hits the way he hits. That's not going to change. Okay. But, and I think the big, the big deal when everybody's talking about Wyatt Langford, you feel comfortable because Evan Carter's natural position is center field. So you feel comfortable saying, well, that's the future. Let's go ahead and do that. Now, it might be fast-tracking it. You know, that might fast-track it a little too much. But I do think there is an idea that Leody Tavares, either now during the offseason, again, because this could be the time where they're like, well, we, we'd rather trade money than we would spend money. Sure. Uh, so we'd rather trade a player uh, at a low value and get a low, a low value in return, something that could be good, and get that in return. 
But the reality is, I don't know if I can handle having two rookies out there. I have the luxury of having Leody right now. What can I get? If somebody comes to me with a Dylan Cease and they're like, here you go, we're we're ready to make a trade. Dylan Cease for uh for for Leody Tavares. We need okay, a center well, fielder. Sure. The, I mean, and you know, yeah, and, no, and I a get prospect it. I, or I, something. I get it. If somebody wants to do that, it really does depend on where how where I am. And Rangers, they are still in position where they have to get pitching. You Agreed. have to add yeah, that. For sure. Uh, but Leody Tavares is is the name. Are you willing to part with him? I think so. I'm I'm just curious as you go up and down that final final determination from you because I, I say yes if you find the right deal. Are you in the same if spot? I, uh, if you find the right deal, I would probably be more likely to trade him at the deadline okay this year okay uh because that gives me enough time to see what i got and maybe even find a jankowski along the way that could be the guy if langford is it man then let's go ahead and rock that thing get the future out there okay i i like it i like it coming up next we'll talk some john morant we'll talk some dorian finney smith Plus some stars minor league hockey, perhaps. And we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, right here on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 